0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So, who, who listening, by show of hands, who listening, considers themselves to be on their spiritual path? spiritual path, yep, get those hands up, yep, there you go, yep, spiritual path, uh, where's that path go, Where? which direction are you heading on this spiritual path of yours, perhaps we could call it a spiritual journey, can you point in a direction? i'm i'm actually super stoked about tonight's show i am so very delighted for tonight's show i think you're uh uh i think you'll like this but but the idea of uh a spiritual journey a spiritual path i'm i'm a you know the the idea I'm a spiritual seeker where is it where is it and and really the the I suggest the context of tonight's show is uh could be applied across um many cultures all over the world i mean so i guess i could ask or think or whatever, it's a blur sometimes. Do um, Are all religious platforms um, seeking the same destination? Is there a underlying final truth to it all? It wasn't that long ago that we didn't we we couldn't communicate around the world like we can now. We have people from all over the world listening to this podcast. about twenty percent of our listeners are from India. How cool is that and I love the idea the 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 eastern and the western as kind of a yin and a yang of of consciousness or spirituality or ha- however you want to say it we even have uh, a little bit of a Mary Magdalene conversation tonight so this is uh this show is pre-recorded I was listening to some of the interview just a little while ago and I just I really like the, the content of tonight's show I think you're going to like it too because if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, if we can't ask the big questions, how the hell are we going to find the big answers? <laughs> and uh, I don't, uh, I don't know if Valentine's Day is celebrated around the world, but Happy Valentine's Day! It's Valentine's Day, I think. Anywho, um, the the topic of tonight's show is the Gnostic Path of St. Thomas, and our guest tonight is Tal Malachi. We're gonna bring him on, we're, we're, it's a recorded interview, we're gonna roll the interview here in just a bit. But really, I mean, let's go back to that question. Spiritual seeker, spiritual journey, spiritual path. Where the hell are we going? How 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 are we gonna know when we got there? Right? Go in the gift shop and buy a postcard. I made it. <laughs> I'm smiling and laughing, but it's not to uh it's because I'm excited for this conversation because I love I love looking at the 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 core of it, the the nitty-gritty, so to speak. And uh, I think tonight's episode does a really good job with that. Well, let's get to it. Again, the topic tonight is Gnostic Path of St. Thomas. And our guest is Tao Thau- Tao Thau- Malachi. The Gnostic Path of St. Thomas, Exploring the Heart of the Gospel is the name of Malachi's latest book. Written, um, the the book of St. Thomas, I guess I'd say, was written roughly a century earlier than the four gospels that appear in the Bible. The Gospel of St. Thomas features 114 verses detailing an inward mystical spirituality thought to be some of the closest records to Yeshua's or Jesus's teachings Malachi's books explores each of those translated verses and helps you embody their lessons I love embody focusing not on sin but on the ignorance that leads to sin and suffering. The Gospel of Thomas reveals the Messiah's secret secret knowledge which will help enlighten and liberate you with a, with the a focus, On the true meaning of each verse, the Gnostic Path of St. Thomas will enrich your life by opening your eyes to the innate unity with God, the innate unity with God, and the divine soul within us all. Tao Malachi founded Sophia Fellowship in 1983 and has been teaching and initiated others into Christian Gnosticism. He serves as an elder with a Sophian lineage. He is also a dubbed knight in the International Order of Chivalric Companions, an ordained and concentrated independent bishop, and a co-founder of the Gnostic Apostolic Church of Sophia. You can learn more at sophian.org, S-O-P-H-I-A-N.org. We're about to play the interview. I wish the recording was better. I could have, but it's quite Quite discernible. I just wish the quality had turned out better, but there's nothing I can do about it. Enjoy this this interview. I think you will. See you on the other side. Welcome to the show, Malachi.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Les. I feel very blessed to be here, having a conversation with you.
0: Indeed. Now you've you've written a book the Gnostic past of St. Thomas. When we use the word Gnostic, I mean, wh- help me understand what uh, the context of that word.
1: Well, the word Gnostic uh, means a knower of God, a knower of enlightenment, uh, one having divine gnosis which implies a direct spiritual and mystical experience, which implies an experience of the revelation of the divine or enlightenment.
0: So this book you've written is about St. Thomas. Now this is material that's outside of the traditional Christian Bible, is that right?
1: yes that's correct It's a non canonical gospel, and according to many scholars, very likely the oldest gospel that we have one of the from from very early on in the movement um predating the four canonical gospels that appear in the bible
0: now the the Roman Empire took uh Christianity and and the term Catholic means universal. And I now I need to be very clear with the audience. I'm not a Bible person. I've I've never have been. I haven't read it. I grew up in a in a Mormon household, and the the day after high school, I ran away from Mormonism and never looked back. Oh. But I'm really, I'm really curious about the, the idea of the Christian mindset, the Christian, well, actually, to be more accurate, it, I would love to go back and understand Jesus for who he was in a, in a very direct way and not through 2,000-year-old writings if that makes sense.
1: Yes, very much.
0: When, when we look at uh, the, the writings of St. Thomas, what's the path that this writing has taken that makes it different than the Bible? Well, first of all,
1: the, the Gospels that are in the Bible, there's much in them that is good um there there are deep mysteries um revealed within the bible, but go- the gospel of thomas is is very unique it doesn't give the teachings in any narrative form and it doesn't actually go in to essential mysteries um with regards to christ mashiach uh and and and, and, the, and the reality of Jesus, or Yeshua, which is Aramaic, uh, actual name he was called, uh, it, it does not do that. What it does is it gives essential teachings and essential instruction for a deep, inward spirituality of direct spiritual and mystical experience, where we're, we're to have a deep communion with this Holy Life and Holy Spirit inside of us, where we're actually meant to realize Christ Mashiach in our heart, in our Holy Soul. And it is exquisite um, in its sharing of this, this essential truth of Christ Mashiach, not simply as Lord and Savior is put in the context of Catholicism, orthodoxy, a lot of mainstream Christianity, but even more so as a teacher of enlightenment where salvation isn't a belief in a man-made doctrine or of speculative theology, it becomes experiential it Is an actual self-realization, an actual experience of enlightenment and liberation coming into union with divine or enlightened being, God, and and this emergence of of a Christ or God consciousness, this experience of a deep revelation inside of us and a deep inwardness. Which, when that happens, we begin to become aware of the inwardness of others around us, everything around us. And, and so there's this, this experience of a living presence and a, an ongoing revelation realization inside and outside. In this regard, the Gnostic path would be a, a, a lot more like um, inner mystical traditions um, of, of Eastern wisdom. Uh, teaching and enlightenment, which is another way of understanding what gnosis means, and and the word gnostic is one who has come into this enlightenment.
0: Nice. Well, you know the um, looks like your book is published by Llewellyn, and when um, before I accepted you as a guest on the show, I asked for a copy of your book and when i looked at the focus of the book at being kind of a point blank these are my words point blank um study of of jesus and or yeshua and the teachings behind that in other words um Let's let's just get down to the nitty gritty, so to speak. And when when I saw that as the context of the book, um, I got very excited um, because we rarely have, uh, after thirteen plus years and more than five hundred episodes, I'm not sure we've ever had a traditional biblical scholar on the show at all, and I'm not per se, interested in that kind of a conversation, but your book is really kind of drilling down to the nitty-gritty, so to speak, of just exactly what Yeshua was saying. Well,
1: I I have a bit of an advantage um, in that years ago, Uh, when I was eight I actually met a living Gnostic Apostle or Gnostic Master um, Tao Elijah who taught and initiated me in the Gnostic path and a Christian Kabbalah and to define the word Kabbalah um, that emerges from the ancient prophetic tradition uh, of Israel um, um, chariot mysticism um, and, and it's a word that means revelation so if if yeshua had and secret teachings being that he was a jewish teacher a jewish man a jewish prophet and mystic well it would have been the kabbalah of the time and i, I bring that word up because it means that which is received but that which is received connotes revelations from god Revelations from the eternal unseen and, 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 and deep interior experience of the truth and light. And so to read, contemplate Thomas and share teachings from Thomas, it, for me it comes from a lived, a lived and living experience of, of, of Walking in the Gnostic path, the straight path, for the for the majority of my life, and I'm coming up on 62 years old in a couple of weeks, so it's been a while. Right, and, and really wanting to share um, the heart essence of this experience and and what's been revealed to me in that walk, which is. The way to it is so put in such a straightforward, essential way in this particular gospel. There are other wonderful, um, nasty gospels, but none of them are as straightforward as this. So this really does allow going into that hard essence and, and, as you say, going straight into it and bringing it out and being able to share with people how they can enter this experience too.
0: Very nice. Well, the, um, if I use the term Christianity, it's kind of like using the term God in that it's, it's been perhaps so mangled and perhaps exploited Yes, that I think there's a lot of really well-minded people that want to live a quote righteous unquote life and Christianity is the template that they've chosen Uh for them to fulfill that but for me as an observer just i'm I'm kind of outside of that wheelhouse the uh, a lot of people have the idea that Jesus or Yeshua is the savior and when i when i look at um his life path when when he was in his final days the earth as a whole was nowhere near being quote saved unquote I mean the Roman Empire was expanding their intention of war I mean the 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 ills of man were not almost erased I mean it, w- when we use the term savior there's there's people that think that Jesus is some kind of a magic pill that when when he c- comes back in the second coming he's gonna kick sin's ass all the way to hell and liberate humanity from karma and i just I don't see that in the mechanism so i so i I guess my question is. Yeshua teaches, and oftentimes he's called the Savior, mm-hmm. but how do you see his role, his intention, the compassion of his heart, so to speak, what, how do you see that as the, I guess, the liberator of suffering? If Do you know what I mean? I'm hearing you, and, and I
1: would have to say, perhaps one of the closest parallels uh, in the world is 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 the Buddha as as far as to attempt to express a gnostic vision of Christ or Mashiach and Savior, in the sense of a holy enlightenment that is teaching this Gnostic path is path to self-realization or enlightenment. And uh, do I need to believe in Jesus, Yeshua? Well, yes, in, in the sense, oh, yes, indeed, this has been embodied, and we may embody this. This has been realized. We may realize this. And certainly, yes, uh, in the sense of, of, of blessings and, and spiritual empowerment that streams to us from from divine and enlightened beings or ascended masters as some would say. But it's in a, a bit different context than, shall we say, ordinary Christianity. You know ordinary Christianity frequently reminds me of the idea of of, of the Father and Son as something like Zeus and Apollo. <laughs> this idea of God come down in a kind of odd, magical, literal way. But there's, there's this deeper truth that within all of us there is this inner light and spirit. And there is this play that happens as we come into faith, come into love, come into inward cleaving and, 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 and we, we go inward, deep inside, seeking knowledge of this anointing and this anointed one, where all of a sudden an awakening where or, or we become aware, oh, so fully embodying this light and spirit, and yet this light and spirit, not being isolate to Him, but a truth inside of us all that needs to be realized and embodied in us, if you're feeling me, Oh, yeah. Well, and so uh, this, this, this becomes a, a different understanding. When we say, say anointed community, for example, Les, we don't just mean, quote, Christian. We mean wherever there's light and Gnosis transmission and actual realization, enlightenment going on, regardless of the faith or wisdom tradition. See, when we say Gnostic, we're we're actually not just speaking about people having a Christian language faith. But, wherever what we're meaning by, through our experience, Christ, Mashiach, wherever that is coming to be. And, you know, you spoke of first coming and second coming. You know, the idea of, okay, here's this embodiment of God, and someday Jesus, Yeshua, is going to appear in the sky in glory and return. <laughs> and, and right. Yet, see, that is not our understanding. Um, the first coming is in him. And, and, and when we're talking about him, we're talking about the realization of a new humanity. An enlightened humanity, a divine and supernal humanity, and, and a process, a seeding of this realization within humankind. It's not a, a magical Twinkie wand that, that cures all the world's ills, stops all the play of cause and effect and karma and so on, but it provides a way, it opens the way for those who wish to walk in the path as revealed there. And, and for us, so that's first coming. And second coming, that's through you and me. Nice. This is through time, so that Christ is come, Christ is coming. Christ is to come within and through us. Um, this is uh, an aspect uh, uh, that's, that's deep in, in our Gnostic teachings and our Gnostic tradition where along with Yeshua there's Miriam Magdala, uh, the holy bride, who embodies the very same realization, who is a co-redeemer, co-preacher with Yeshua, and and that that first manifestation of second coming in another person, if you're feeling Yes. And the Gospel of Thomas itself begins saying something really curious. In the very first saying, introducing the Gospel, it refers to Apostle Thomas as the twin of Jesus or Yeshua. And then it goes on to say that if we understand the secret interpretations or meaning of these things, these teachings, we will not taste death, but rather experience enlightenment, liberation, a conscious transition into the light when we pass beyond. And what's significant about twin? Well, surely it's not talking about a physical resemblance to Jesus or Yeshua, but rather a spiritual one, and the idea of coming into the same self-realization with Yeshua. There's another um, Gnostic gospel that does a really interesting spin. It's it's called the Pistis of Fear, which means faith wisdom. And in this gospel, Yeshua literally calls the original twelve with him co-saviors and says that each of them has the power of a savior within them. And and let me say something about that word, a redeemer, saviour. Uh, well in this realization you know, As you know in your way There's this light transmission And gnosis transmission And that's the act of a savior redeemer Sharing, passing the spirit to others Helping facilitate this awakening in others And so they Coming into salvation course, what I mean by salvation, and what Gnostics mean, is this self-realization, this enlightenment, this unity with divine being, the eternal unseen, the infinite light, radiant nothingness, and these various names. Right. Whatever name is being used, fine. So, Savior, in this way... (laughs) So so on the surface if we will, if we will have uh, this this language of you know we we certainly use uh, uh symbolic mystical Judeo-Christian language in our teachings of course that's what we do that's our wisdom tradition
0: now uh, but the
1: meaning's so much beyond that the so, language
0: right so this this uh lineage of the Gnostic um, teachings. So would you say that, I mean, there's so many different cultures on the planet, uh, if you travel to the different continents and follow the um, like Buddha and Krishna and whatever, mm-hmm. Um it was Jesus uh, some kind of an exclusive set up with God, or was he just an example of uh, a divine or perhaps divinely aware persona of the God essence within us? Well,
1: exclusive, no. Now, I may, in this, Incarnation Have a passionate Attachment To Yeshua Or Yoshua Mashiach Masha uh, And the Magdaba And this way However it, 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 The whole Idea of one wayism Is problematic
0: Nice
1: Is God actually the infinite and eternal Is the divine Enlightened being actually infinite and eternal, and actually great. Well, if this is true, then surely there must be multiple messengers, multiple revelations of multiple ways in the midst of diverse individuals and cultures for peoples to come into this realization, this enlightenment.
0: Nice. The of
1: course, what I look for is, is those faiths, those wisdom traditions that are teaching an actual path to an actual self-realization, awakening, enlightenment, and, and have a manifestation of a transmission of light, knowledge, and this spirit of truth.
0: Well, I for myself, the, I feel like my purpose for this time around, this incarnation is is to language the power of unconditional love in a western narrative. And for myself personally, I've shared on this show many times my experience with the light or Christ Consciousness or whatever and I'm I'm 25 plus years into my practice that I developed to embody to embody my goal is to embody the light Uh as close to 24 7 as I can and I know I'm getting I'm getting close. Sometimes when I'm done with meditation, and I open my eyes, there's this white fog in the room, and I it it just I don't know. And I'll continue scrubbing my psyche every day, every day, every day. In I guess uh, communion with the idea of becoming fully embodied. So it's it's curious that we're both um kind of on the same path and yet we've took completely different paths and and here we are talking about the same thing and I, um with perhaps a different vocabulary but nonetheless it's it's um, the personification or the embodiment of the Christ consciousness within our persona now, mm-hmm. today now, and and to heal or or merge our relationship with that.
1: Well, yes, and, and you're speaking such an essential element of realization, true realization, isn't a fixed oh I've arrived sort of thing it's really an ongoing thing an ongoing realization ongoing embodiment and, and, th- and you've spoken where, where the real thrust and work is of actually fully integrating that truth and light revealed uh, 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 to us uh, this is where the Gospel of Thomas for example many times one will Uh, tell us uh, you need to know yourself to know your Lord to, to come into a Christ conscious or God consciousness and saying and you need to unite the inside and outside and what it means by that is all we need to strive with the spirit to strive in the light to embody the array of divine attributes, powers, actions, these qualities, um, to, to truly live according to that truth and light revealed. And there's our work and, and the ongoing realization. But at the same time, with an ongoing realization, as, 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 as I know you know, there's this ongoing revelation as well. Because oh, while we can say "Oh, there's seventy principal stations or hundred principal stations of soul," we also know there there are countless supernal stations grades uh in consciousness and soul uh expanding into this infinite light uh you know. Where's the end to this realization ultimately?
0: I'm not sure there is one. Uh, Me neither. Well, so I have a, excuse me, I have a question about prayer in, in a kind of a, not a religious context per se, but humanity. So, this this planet's a tough planet to live on. We blow the crap out of each other and we sell each other on market and we even sell our children. Uh-huh. And there's got to have been at least a billion prayers over the centuries prayed to the Almighty, you know, God, this planet sucks. Can you come help alleviate the suffering of humanity? And... Zero point zero times has some flipping glowing orb come down from the heavens and waved a wand and turned the slums into palaces. And what I'm, what I'm, getting at is, if if Yeshua comes here to demonstrate the embodiment of Christ consciousness, as fully realized personification or embodiment of the divine, what is the vehicle of the divine? In other words, God with a big G, The um, what is the vehicle of God with a big G um, showing man... The path out of suffering. well, along
1: with the saying that uh, teaching that, that we are co-redeemers, also co-creators uh, occurs in Gnostic teaching and, and law. And a teaching that the the true destiny of of humanity. Is to be vice regents meaning <clears throat> human beings have, a, have, have, have the power have this presence and power from the divine to radically transform themselves and the world in which they live, their living environment <clears throat> so that <clears throat> we have choices we have choices to make and you're right um Mixed multitude um, and, and vast numbers of us continue to act in ignorance, uh, in foolish ways, in wicked ways, um, um, very very dark. But anyone who is anointed—when I say anointed, I mean this has been awakened in them and set in motion in them. Ah. Uh, now they have what we will call, uh, we call messianic works and a mission to do. Now they need to walk in the way, and now they need to carry the message, and now they need to do all the spiritual, material works that they can do to try and uplift others around them, and others in their lives, and turn tide. And yes, invoke and, and pray, engage in deep meditation, sacred ceremony, but so too an act of compassion. You know, as an example, a teaching in the Gnostic path, the straight path, is to go out of your body and self to, to, to be deep inside, inside your heart. And go deeper still to be inside your holy soul, the heart of your soul. And being in the heart, so be in the love and in the light and in the truth and in the peace. And having this, give the mercy, give the compassion, forgiveness. All that you receive, yeah, love one another and be the love, be the light. Feeling me?
0: Yes. Yeah, the, for for me, it, it seems that the divine or God or whatever term you want to use, I mean, uh, it's through... mean we have fierce free will it's through the human persona individually and thus collectively it's through us that um, the transformation of our human condition will happen because the last thousands of years have shown the brutality and carnage of a human persona gone south, so to speak, and I mean, we uh, we build out a nuclear arsenal that could end life on the planet, and mm-hmm. and the the fierce free will that we have said, you know, it's done unto you as you believe, and so there we go, and we plunge into the darkness. And now it seems like the collective heart of humanity has said, you know, enough of this this crap show. It's time for us to to turn our intentions metaphorically upward, out of the brutality of our past. And so when we when we pray to the God with a big G it's um the ultimate answer is through us as the human persona as the as the the human vehicle i i say that we're the vehicle of the divine in that god's not going to show up in some you know supercharged chariot with you know light beams and all that stuff it's going to be through the awakening of our awareness of our consciousness the healing of our hearts and then like you say we are co-creators divine creators and it's it's through our our wand our intention that the the new dynamic, the more authentic, the more nurturing uh, narrative or story will overwrite the suffering of the past, and the suffering of the past can be washed from our psyche in us, through us, as us, so to speak, if that makes sense.
1: It it does. And, and, And I would add, all in a great and supreme mystery, these conditions were, were in, in incarnate are, are exactly what's needed to ultimately bring about the realization of living spirits and souls. And to speak of the force of our will and desire and free will, well, without this play of black darkness, good, evil, and that mixture, and so on, gee, how would that actually be fully realized? And with conscious intention, in a conscious evolution, directed inward, upward, divineward, into this realization, if you're feeling me. So there's something about the very conditions in the world that are integral to the realization. I really love uh, Lao Tzu and Tao De King where there's this, this one saying, uh, paraphrasing, basically saying, uh, you want to change the world? Mm, I don't think you can. Besides, the world is sacred as it is. And there, there's some deep wisdom in those words. Yeah. Very deep wisdom. And, and it's so true. And it's something that we will say in um, um, Gnostic teaching uh, is, ah, you want to change the world? And then change you. And by this you change the world. Because the collective is changed through individuals as individuals change and, and with his teaching of course we will often talk about our need to change and change and change and change to die and be reborn and die and be reborn and die and be reborn in, in, in a constant continue of this self-transformation self-realization And that is really what it's all about.
0: It reminds, I think it was Rumi that said, the profane becomes sacred again.
1: Yes, and profoundly it does. Uh, In this realization, it's really a realization of a non-dual truth in which one day comes aware of the light that is above is everywhere below. There's a fantastic jewel of a saying in Thomas about that, where Christ, Mashiach, is speaking, saying, I am the light that is above all. I am all. All comes into being from me. All has reached me. Split a piece of wood, I am there. Turn over a stone, and you will find me there. It's a powerful statement of non-dual truth. And, and, and this runs very deep because in reality, who we are, our essential self, holy soul, our divine nature, is none other than an emanation of that which we call God, the eternal unseen, the infinite light, radiant nothingness. So much so that in the union, in the secret, this oneness, all of a sudden It is the Holy One that is the seeing and hearing and feeling and knowing and speaking and doing. Hence embodiment. Returning to be one. One from one. Emanation of eternal one.
0: Very nice. Well, I'm going to deviate from your book a little bit because I want you um the the context in which you hold Mary magdalene is is not represented in a lot of the christian um variations in in I don't know, traditional Christianity or whatever. Can you see, I don't know what you have to share, so I'm opening it up for you to fill. Talk to us about Mary Magdalene and the feminine persona, the feminine um, role or um, vehicle as it relates to Christ consciousness. Well, there are
1: there are very interesting um, oral teachings in our lineage with regards to Magdala, um, and actually, something of Magdala does occur in Thomas, uh, the final verse uh, or saying. Uh, male disciples are kind of complaining about a female disciple and saying, "Well, shouldn't she be sent away from us? She's uh, a woman." <laughs> Right, and 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 he quickly goes back at them. Oh, that's not a problem. I'll make her a meal just like you all. And then all of a sudden, you get dead silence. <laughs> and and it, very you, it, one has to understand in 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 the mystical language in and Kabbalah, male and female simply mean giving and receiving. So so to say, making a woman male, actually saying, oh, she's going to engage in light transmission and whatnot just like, just like you do. But deeper still, we see uh, Mangala as the inmost disciple and spiritual consort of Yeshua, uh, one most close to him, who through their walk Truly becomes co-preacher of gospel, co-redeemer with him. Truly in that realization and embodying it, but in a woman's form. And for us, what's important in that, well, there's going to be this revelation of the human human one of light. This divine and supernal humanity. Well, surely it needs to be male and female men and women. And and here comes a powerful role. But there's something else with regards to her. It, it shows up strongly in a Gnostic gospel I mentioned earlier, uh the Pistis Sophia, where Mago is this one who is constantly drawing out secrets from him. Deep inner and secret teachings that no one else knows how to draw out. That no one knows how to inquire about or how to exchange back and forth with him so that everybody gets to hear those teachings and not just her. And she plays this key role so that inmost disciple isn't an underneath thing. It becomes this super dynamic transmission thing. And in our gospel, She becomes apostle of apostles, more than that, the mother of apostles, so that when Yeshua ascends, according to our gospel, some days later, when all of the originals are gathered in the upper room, along with the mother and the bride, the bride becomes the prism and and vehicle of this transmission fully to all of the others. And, and this is the aspect of Magla, where oh, this is the initiation of second coming. If you're feeling me, and she goes on to teach uh, and live quite a few uh, a, a, a full life, though she goes into a certain exile, um, passing through what would now be um, Celtic. Um, territories and and going over into what's now called France and and establishing anointed communities and, and lineage there and continues a very deep teaching of this divine gnosis and this realization so for us she's Essential to this movement, and and certainly for us, you know, we 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 wouldn't comprehend not having women and men in teaching, guidance, leadership, uh, a spiritual leadership at all. Uh, it's much more demand, uh, dynamic when there are men and women laboring together in community. So oh, but the, we wouldn't go against the idea of her being special or holy because she gave birth to children. That is not the point of Magula to us. It, instead, it's her being a deep spiritual master, a holy and enlightened one, as a woman.
0: So... Um, if you said, uh, I believe that in France there's platforms that look at her lineage. What are the names? I mean, if the listener wanted to follow up on that, what would they search for? I mean, um, what? you know, I really
1: don't know, Les I'm unfamiliar with lineages in France directly.
0: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, I, this, what I'm sharing with you is simply from our oral tradition uh, of the Brighton. we have a very rich one that right. has also um, uh, been written down. Uh, uh, it can be accessed in our, our forums on our main website. But I don't actually know. I, we get so involved in community here, I do not know much about other communities.
0: Well, so let's talk about your community. So, if I'm a listener to the show and uh, you have piqued the listeners' interest, how do they learn more about your community? Well,
1: uh, first of all, they can certainly visit our uh, main website at sophia.org. um that's S-O-P-H-I-A. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel where we have video uh, videos of our Sunday teachings, revelations, Gnostic sermons, uh, as well as audio of discussions of the community um, afterwards, along with audios of teachings on death, dying, and afterlife and things like this. Uh, so the YouTube channel for Ecclesia, Pista Sophia, E C C O E S I A Sophia. So those are those are two ways to uh, be able to reach us and learn more.
0: Can you share about your books and where they can get your books and if you have. Uh, well, Matt, I don't want to make assumptions, but if if there's anything else about you and your platform that the audience might be interested in, can you share that with us, too?
1: Well, absolutely. Along with uh, uh, The Gnostic Path of Thomas, we have several other books. Uh, one, for example, is uh, uh, The Gnosis of Guadalupe, which is... Uh, writing on a very for, for lack of a better words, very shamanic way of the Gnostic path for people uh, with a, a strong orientation on, on the mother um, we have uh, Living Gnosis Gnosis of the Cosmic Christ we have a previous uh, book on the Gospel of Thomas, uh, entitled uh, The Gnostic Gospel of St. Thomas, Mystical Teachings of the Gospel. Um, so there are several books that can be found. Uh, they can be found through any of, of the larger outlets. Some of them are out of print now, but they can also be found used. Uh, we also do much of our work uh, of gathering gatherings for community. Um, for teaching, as well as uh, to do uh, meetings for uh, invocation, prayer, meditation uh, via Zoom. So if people contact us, uh, they can participate in gatherings via Zoom uh, if they wish. So very different in these times. Once upon a time, we were a well in-person lineage where people visited or they didn't, and and this is this is how we work for generations. But now today through Zoom, through YouTube, main website. So very accessible even to people living at a distance and in other countries because we do have people from other countries um who are in our, our Zoom gatherings on a regular basis.
0: Well, very nice. Um an hour can go by pretty fast. Do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? Well, I can share that
1: this book that I wrote about a year and a half ago now, um, it, it was from a leading of the Holy Spirit just wanting to share in these very challenging times. The need for for us to be deeply inside, inward, and be centered inside. Not so moved by what's happening outwardly, but to have a strong connection with the divine within us and to live from that. <clears throat> and to really strive to be in the love and be in the light and so in the spirit and live from this, and seek to be this. So that, that's, that's the heart message within and behind uh, the, the publishing of this book and doing so to a larger audience uh, rather than just my community.
0: Well, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I have very much enjoyed this episode.
1: Well, I want to thank you again for having me, and it has truly been uh, a joy and a blessing to have a conversation with you and share your good company, Les.
0: We've been talking with uh, Tel Malachi, and the topic tonight has been the Gnostic Path of St Thomas, the title of his latest book, so what'd you think you like that interview <laughs> I, I I like talking about this stuff, and you know I was just as I listened to it again, the uh I had the thought that um, as you evolve up the metaphorical spiritual ladder as you reach the higher consciousness as you um evolve your spirituality or consciousness it seems like the language uh unifies across the globe so to speak look inside you know, the father and I are one, um, etc. And and perhaps if that was true, you could flip it over and say the farther you get away from the higher consciousness, the more diverse the the language becomes. Because if I if I use the word God, I mean. How many wars have been started in the in the name of quote God, the the ego idea of God? Or if I say love, what uh what context do you put to the word love? It's uh, it's always nice to get a, a perspective from uh another point of view. In the end, it's uh, we're all pointing metaphorically to the same place that that non-local Christ consciousness at the center of our being. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I love conversations like this. Malachi had uh, uh, articulated in a in a wonderful way his uh his path and and I truly appreciate that. So you know, it's uh, it's always a pleasure. I want to thank you the listener for showing up for yourself. Here we are at the end of the episode and here you are too. So thank you for showing up for yourself. Until next time. I'm your host Les Jensen. You've been listening to a new Human Living broadcast. If you're a spiritual seeker, you're going to eventually bump up against your relationship with God, especially if you grew up in some of the more classic Western religions. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, is a spiritual book written for spiritual seekers to help them heal their relationship with God and more fully embody their own life purpose. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. Get your copy. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. Until next time.